Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster. I'm a nutritional therapist on Harley Street, London, specialising in gut health, hormone optimization therapy and fat loss. The clients that I look after are busy city executives over London and entrepreneurs, but there comes a point where I'm liaising with other doctors uh, when we're reviewing a client's case, and I notice that sometimes healthcare professionals we're not actually the healthiest people going, and who looks after us? So, Sabrina Rumbeck has been brought onto the show today because her speciality is looking after healthcare professionals specifically, and I find that a very exciting topic. We had, um, uh, we've had people on the show before around this, but I don't think it's looked at enough. I think the assumption is, well, you look after others so well, you must look after yourself uh, uh, epically too. So, Sabrina is a surgical medical expert and she's on a mission to help 10,000 people feel good, look good and wake up each day energised and fulfilled instead of dreading the day ahead. She has found a passion in helping professionals with high demanding careers to live the lifestyle they deserve so that they can enjoy their success. She believes that everybody has the inner ability to gain more control and find life's satisfactions. And... Sabrina, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank you, Stephanie, and thanks everyone for listening in. So why healthcare professionals specifically, and what led you into this space? Yeah, so um, about four years ago, there I was having a fever, a 101 degree performing heart surgery. I wondered how could my childhood passion for working in medicine and living the American dream could have turned into such an unhealthy reality. Mm-hmm. When I called in sick the next morning, my manager made me feel like I was the inconveniencing him. And a few weeks later, I treated a young man who needed a fourth open heart surgery. He had failed to report new symptoms because he thought they were small and insignificant. And that's when I realized that there were small and insignificant issues I need to address in my own life before I, too, become a patient myself. I used to say yes to almost everything because society teaches us to be polite so that we can be liked by everyone. However, when we say yes to the things that do not align with our core values, we might become resentful, unable to deliver quality results or keep our promises with our friendly friends and at work. So these distracting yeses really takes away our precious time, energy, and sanity. I believe that many ambitious young healthcare professionals like me are working in the area they are passionate about, but they have these struggles. And we all work very hard to get to where we are right now. We didn't do it just to hate every minute we spent working. We're just to give up and jump ship to a different field. So, and as we are the predominant people who take care of other populations and our family friends, then we should be in the best condition for ourselves so we can give more to others. So, Sabrina, are we are we frauds then? Are we sort of, we dish out the advice, but we don't take our own advice ourselves? Is this what's happening? This is terrible. So, we, we, we set the expectation and we raise the standards of the clients that we look after, but then our own personal standards either slip or don't get reviewed. 
is that the sense that you you got? Yes, I think so. <laughs>、um, it's that we we often say, you know, treat treat our、uh, treat others like we always treat ourselves. In in the sense of if you are the one who always have all these great knowledge and you're just giving advices, but you're not practicing these things yourself, then you become incongruent.、Mm-hmm. And when you become incongruent, then life starts misaligned. And we continue to go on different path in life, but not actually understanding where we are going. So, healthcare professionals are naturally caring people, natural leaders, because we we're helping others and we we, we want to follow、um, help them follow a path.、Um, is it that our own health standards have reduced because? We don't like taking advice from others. We think we have all the answers. So there's some sort of medical practitioner, you know, arrogance.、Um, is it we don't like、uh, trusting others with our our own health? So we don't like to take、uh, take on board other people's. So I'm just wondering what why why is it that our standards tend to slip? It, it, it's so many different levels.、Um, one thing is that the common saying is. Medical professionals are the worst patients, right? And it kind of goes along with how、uh, the interpretation as you're leading up to that because we have these background knowledge, even though not all of us are specialized in multiple things, even general practitioners, they are knowing a lot of things, right? But we still needed to refer people to subspecialties for that specific issue. So yes, we're very intelligent. And can have the ability to figure anything out, but when we are uploading all these things onto our to-do list, when you are saying yeses to too many things because the default mode is I got it, I can do it, but is that everything that you pick for your life really align with who you are, how you want to show up for others, or have you slowed down a bit to say all the tasks that you allow yourself to do are truly what? Make you unique, make you who you are, instead of just doing, because being busy without producing long-term result is actually robbing our precious time. And that's why I really like the piece that you have around mindfulness and about taking time out from the madness of this of the of the day to day. And w- this has been spoken about a lot. So, but coming from a different approach, taking time. And having it in your schedule that every month or every two weeks or how, however often it is, I find that the more change you have, the more frequently you need to do a bit of cave time to review and audit and make sure that where you're going is in line with your values. I think if there isn't much change going on, then you can probably afford to only do this process maybe every four months. That's just my sense. But if you're taking on a new job, moving city. Um, you, you're maybe in or out of a relationship, or I, I think it, it benefits us to have more frequent cave time, and to actually just take two hours, probably on your own or with friends who really know the real you when the camera's off and the the doors are shut, the the doors are shut, who you are when when no one's looking, and connecting with those people to make sure that you're living your in in alignment is is a phrase that you use. So. Uh, what do you have to share on mindfulness and what I've what I've just proposed? Yeah, so I I definitely from my own journey of researching and 
doing peak performance practice, come up with this simple system, what I call say no to stress, say yes to stamina. That's how I turn my life around. And as you're saying, I now still love working in surgery and I'm still working four days a week and as well as helping other millennial professionals, especially women in healthcare, to have that life of heck yes. So then they can start feeling excited and rise up as leaders of their field. So number one is what you're leading up to, that type of alignment, is to say no to vagueness so you can dream big and achieve more. Because people cannot read our minds. When we have a clear purpose and can explain it well for others, then they're more likely to support our mission and help us to achieve these results. So before diving into any project, write a one-sentence purpose statement. The, these ideas and your purposes shouldn't really be reviewed on just here and there. It should be a regular practice, right? whether it is a weekly, monthly, or just slowing down enough for you to realize who you are and how you want to show up not just keep going in life. Mm -hmm. So I like this piece around energy. So the next question is going to be around energy and, and how we protect it, how we get more of it, and how we uh, are, uh, not have any of it leak away. And right. one of the things I like about um, your work is when you talk about no negative thoughts and what's interesting for me is they my clients come to me for nutrition and they they want more energy so they think it's they want more perhaps of vitamins or they want more minerals or they want more they want to cut out some rubbish food but energy is so much more than just nutrition it's also as you're saying no negative thoughts what what thoughts are draining your energy is the work that you do meaningful and purposeful and setting the intention and having that and I, I don't know if we connect enough with that if there's an attitude of workers for money I go in I make the money I leave then it's going to be draining your energy uh, when you have all of this aligned it actually gives you energy and you can't wait and you sleep less because you've got so much more to wake up for so let's talk about energy and particularly your thinking around no negative thoughts and how that impacts energy yeah, so that is awesome. So one of my pillars is to say no to negative thoughts so you can reclaim your mental power because every mission has roadblocks. The unpositive I can attitude generates the power and skills need to overcome them. So every morning, simple thing would be say one positive thing about yourself out loud to begin a day on a good note. Hey, it might feel awkward at first, but soon you'll start to feel the power of positivity can bring for you. Because when we're working so hard to get to something, we're actually creating those blockers for us to actually achieve in manifesting these things in life. And if we're just pushing, pushing so hard, you're not allowing any space to create for our mind to continue to add positivity into our mental bank account and all the stress is going to add more negativity into our bank account. And in a sense that research have shown majority of the time we have these mental chatters 
and most of them are negative thoughts. So if we're allowed ourselves to continue to deposit positivity into our bank, of course, that will take up a majority of the space and try to repel the negative thoughts. And when we really know how to be mindful, being in the present and serving ourselves, then we can serve others. So, Sabrina, I love all of this and I am so with you, but I'm also conscious that some of the people listening to this and maybe some of the clients that you've come across find all of this energy positivity stuff a bit too fluffy, right? They've got, they've got deadlines, they've got time, money, you know, they're, they're, they just find it all a bit blah, 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 right? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, you know when people say, this is all a bit woo -woo. Right, right. Right. So, yeah, because how can we address that? How can we bring they... them to the light? You know? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not right. about bringing them to the light, but how can we say it in a way that, that connects them in so that they don't switch off to this, what they perceive as fluffy chat? Right. Even the mentality of thinking things are fluffy is because they haven't truly believed in themselves to do this. So, negativity is very easy adapting to our life because that's primitive brain functioning, right? Fight and flight. And we always look for cues in our life what's not working. And so then we're creating a fear. Ultimately, it's just sabotaging ourselves. And when you think about practicing positivity, it would not work if people just writing down gratitude journals journals or writing little notes for themselves, but if they don't believe in the message that they're saying, they don't believe these good qualities that I have, then it doesn't matter how much they're doing, it's not going to work. So it's still a practice of self-love, and when people are thinking about self-love is love, well, how much do you actually stop in a day to ask yourself simple things, right? Most people will say, like, oh, yeah, I relax, you know, on the weekends, I will grab a drink with my friends, and then I, I go on plenty of vacation. But are you living in a moment and allow yourself to enjoy every day of the, your life where you just work so hard, crunch everything in, and you start burning out, you start feeling the stress, then you realize, oh, I need to take a break. But once you go on vacation, most of us, on the last day of vacation, they start dreading it because now reality has to set in you have to go back to your old way instead of changing the way you're living allow yourself to have a little moment to reboot and recharge yourself so then you're not gonna have afternoon slump so that also leads into my third key point is to say no to putting your self-care last because taking care of yourself first will allow you to give the best of you not what's left of you Without the right energy, productivity really would not go far. So we do have to plan daily stamina reboot session so we would not lose our motivation, our momentum, so we can get to the point how we wanted to show up for people as the best leader we can be. And you have a speciality around women. Do you believe that women put themselves last more often than men do? This is a bit of a controversial one. You don't have to chime in. But it does pose the question to, to everyone around. I, I, I think all clients would agree that putting themselves uh, first now and again would actually be a good idea. But have you noticed anything amongst the genders? I think it's 
a societal role where women are saying, yes, we, um, you talk, when you talk about equality, yes, we're there. We can have a career that we're proud of. However, there's also a different topic to say, as a woman, are you supposed to be just get a job, but what your majority sh should be focused on your kids, your husband, or your family life? Instead, my message is you can be both a powerful leader in your professional field and a passionate person in life. There's no reason why we cannot have both because life to me is 10 different key components all intertwined and interdependent on each other. And if we're lacking in one area, that's when things are going to be off balanced. Yeah. I think something that I find helpful is if I ask the question, well, what are you doing all this for anyway? You know, the, the money, the fight, the commute, the... the what, why are you doing this? Oh, I'm just doing it for the money. Sure. But what matters more in addition? Not, more, not what matters more because that's sort of... It's not just about the money. There's also other things. There are things that motivate you in your career. You don't do everything for money alone. You, you, you have been helpful and you haven't been paid. You have been lovely and you haven't been paid. There are things that you do in your day-to-day -day life that you do for free and you would happily do for free and that you find rewarding and fulfilling. How about we raise the standard? I want to make money, but I also want to feel happy, fulfilled and make a difference. So it's just an improvement. So it's an extension of. And the other thing is putting yourself first. And when you hear a client say, I'm doing it for my kids, I'm doing it for the wife, I'm doing it for the mortgage. And then what do you do for you? And back to healthcare professionals, because that's your speciality, you know, I love what you have to say about giving people your best and knowing what you need to do as part of that self-care. So I know that I need to have a bath now and again, or I need to journal, or I need to hang out with friends or not hang out with friends and just isolate myself. Understanding what, what makes you the best version of you, what makes you show up at your best every day. And I think that can be a trial and error for people. Absolutely. And, uh, that needs some time to figure out. And I think I really want to talk about your complimentary roadblock removal session. So tell us a little bit about what that is, because it's a nice free gift you can offer the listeners. Yeah, so I believe that for us to have a true heck yes in every aspect of life, it does require work. It requires those conscious intentions and decisions that we make. And I'll start by knowing your strengths and weaknesses and which part of life that you have mastered but which part that we could have unintentionally missed. So the sessions is really a revolve on let's identify these key factors and understanding what are the two or three ways that people have done really holding them self back and not even understanding from a subconscious level. And then once the issue is brought to surface, we can do something about it. Yeah. And it won't be something scared anymore. And that's really empowering because guess what? If you want more energy, you don't need coffee. You need a sense of purpose. If you want more energy, <laughs> how you think will affect 
how much energy you have. So having an audit and having a data cleanse of all of the thoughts that you have and thinking, you know what, I'm just going to try avoiding thinking down that road anymore because it's just bringing me down, it's draining me. Having a, a data cleanse of the chatter in the head and having a complimentary session like this is really useful to identify what you can do internally, not externally, not coffee, not drugs, not other people, something that's inside your control, in your head, get it all out in a complimentary session with Sabrina here and figure out what's going on that you can do, that you can elevate your energy in, in 15 minutes a day, I'd say. Just sort of cleansing and choosing to think differently. Exactly. It's all about making that choice and consciousness to be in the present about what you want and then you can become more clear on how you want to serve others. Sabrina, thank you very much for coming on today. So your website is sabrinarunbeck.com. On the homepage, there's a link of click here to join me. Join me for a complimentary roadblock removal session. Um, I recommend that for anyone who wants to talk, talk this out and figure out where they are and where they need to be and what they need to remove from between. And also, Sabrina, you know, thank you very much for sharing your story and exposing your vulnerability there. I think it's very inspiring, uh, everything that you've been through, and I can really tell that you're coming from a good place. So thank you for taking time today to share your story on the show. Thank you so much, Stephanie, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. Okay, and thank you all for listening in, and thank you for listening to the Urban Health Podcast. <laughs>